crisis over crisis as we ride through a global pandemic. Here we are getting into another level of crisis. The whole world is going through financial, political, social and climate crisis. Now, how this can have an impact on us? How it can impact our emotions which drives our behaviors? We need all of our emotions for thinking, problem solving, focus attention and for many more. We are neurobiologically wired and learn everything and our mind must be focused and our emotions need to feel in balance. Have you ever reflected on what feeling your success relies on or what feeling we all need to be felt to become successful amid this crisis? Hi, this is Azim Said, a human capital specialist. I want to personally welcome you and thank you for joining us today. We are really glad you are here because this podcast is designed to inspire people to live a meaningful life and pursue your passion. Welcome to EI Cafe with Azim Season 6. I give a late look back at the lives and businesses of today's most important element with emotional intelligence. You will learn how emotional intelligence can be a key factor for your success in both personal and professional life. You will hear key life lessons and tips from most prominent personalities, business leaders, entrepreneurs, EI practitioners and executive coaches from all over the world. Just to let you all know, you can watch the video version of this podcast on my YouTube channel. So, sit back, relax with a cup of coffee and let's get into the show. This is EI Cafe with Azim. The effects of unconscious or unintentional bias resonate throughout the entire structure of an organization. For the people you hire to the process in place, unconscious bias affects everything and everyone. And most of the time, it's usually unrecognized. Unconscious bias occurs when people favor others who look like them and or share their values for example a person may may be drawn to someone with similar education background from the same area or who is the same color or ethnicity and etc it is important for leaders and managers to be aware of their own biases because of the negative and often drastic impact that can have on both strategies and processes a very warm welcome to the show. This is EI Cafe with Azim, Season 6. And I'm your host, Azim Sahid, a human capital specialist, a Lego series play facilitator, ICF certified coach, an emotional intelligence and emotional culture deck practitioner. Here we are again for another exciting and interesting topic, a 30 minutes of valuable learning. In today's topic or episode, we are going to talk about raising awareness of unconscious bias and what's the impact on the workplace? So I met this young lady 
through the network of mine and we had an initial conversation and she has been on the go from that particular day. I've seen doing fantastic do you know, job on this particular topic. Very recently, she in the, in the red dot, uh, of course, she's a telespeaker and a diversity trainer who co-wrote the regional report on gender in tourism in Asia and Pacific for United Nations World Tourism Organization. Using training as her tool, she has been actively working with business in equipping individuals with inclusive skills and competencies. She's a sought out, sought after speaker and has been invited at multiple international conferences, including UNWTO regional conference on the empowerment of women in tourism in Asia and the Pacific, share her own contribute to the future. She had trained women across several industries in to build their way forward through a critical conversation program. Using both virtual and real life training system, she is preparing workplace to be mindful. Ladies and gentlemen, let me welcome Pachitaku, diversity trainer, strategist and researcher. Pachi, welcome to the cafe. Thank you so much, Azim. Thank you so much for How having me here. How are you doing? I am very good. Thank you. Uh, it's uh, The monsoon is setting in India right now, and I'm enjoying it after a very, very bad uh, like heat. So it's, things are pretty good. How are you? Fantastic. Good good to hear that. Everything comes in a very good time. So enjoy, enjoy the moment. So, Paji, thank you very much for uh, accepting my invitation and spending a valuable time in the cafe to Know, to talk about a very important topic, timely topic. Uh, a lot of things are happening around the world. A lot of um, awareness being picked up in terms of unconscious biasness, um, about diversity, inclusion. So uh, that's why I really want to talk about, I see you, you are doing a fantastic job and uh, you know a lot of things are happening around you. So I thought I'd you know, grab some information inside from you. So that's the whole idea of this, having this conversation. Thank you so much, Yasmin. Thank you so much. You are kind with your words. Right. So, Pahji, you, you, you heard, we are going to talk about rising awareness of unconscious bias, right? And, and it has a big impact these days in the workplace, especially, you know, whole um, spectrum change landscape of the way we work, right? Now, my question, first question is, um, why is bias is replant for everyone at workplace? And how do we, you know, dismantle that the whole concept what, what what is your start let's start from there uh thank you so much azim thank you for the question so uh, first of all i want to you know tell you that bias is actually a, a word which people repel a lot because we have this idea of being perfect being uh, you you will see different conversations happening at the workplace where people and even on linkedin where i'm kind of most active at so you will see people talking about uh, why the idea of failure is okay why failing is okay and all those things because in the workplace especially we portray this uh, we reduce the humanness of a person and we expect our employees our workplace members to be perfect you do not have a, uh, a window to make an error. You do not have a window to make a mistake. So that is why, you know, when we talk about bias and when I, you know, if I tell you that, you know, Azim, you might be biased, your first instance will be that, okay, but having a bias means I'm a horrible person. So we are trained to look at people 
with a black and white lens so you are either very good person like azim is the most awesome human being who has ever existed on the planet or you straight go to black that okay yes you know azim is like the most horrible person who has ever existed on the planet there is no in between but the reality of the situation is that most of us lie somewhere in between so that is why i think you know bias is a repellent word people don't really like to associate themselves with uh, being biased but the reality is that as i previously mentioned that it we all fall somewhere on the black and white spectrum somewhere in the gray area we all have bias no exception Mm. I mean I can say about myself very confidently I have been doing research in this topic for some time I have read a ton of literature I know a ton of things and I uh, you know I'm still in the process of learning a ton of things but I dare not say that I'm not biased we all are biased we all are without any exception so I think uh, dismantling the idea that bias is a bad thing it is a negative thing but having bias doesn't make anyone horrible we can always as long as we are aware of the biases we are or as long as we are you know taking steps very consciously about the bias that might exist we are good to go but yeah. i think that is one uh, step that we should all take in having more conversation mm. around biases and you know being aware of it to uh, you know effectively dismantle the idea of mm. bias is equal to us being a horrible person so <laughs> fantastic fantastic you know but i i i hear a couple of things one i heard that you're talking about psychological safety don't be fear of failure you can do anything on one <laughs> giving that space number two i i hear that you you talked about yes we might say we are not biased but unintentionally we might get so i'm going to bring the word of unconscious right unconscious in terms of bias now what is the impact of an unconscious bias at workplace now you said the manager might be not thinking that is bias but automatically without him knowing you might get bias that that possible because we are human being so how do you tackle this particular element? what what is the impact you see in kind of unconscious bias at work this that's a fantastic uh, question and i like to since you mentioned in my introduction that i gave a tedx talk and i'd like to you know bring the effect from there so even in my tedx talk i mentioned about the impact that unconscious bias had on me personally so for people who haven't heard my tedx talk i have tattoos and uh, this one evening i was uh, standing at uh, you know that was in my workplace but that was someone else's workplace so i was mm. standing at a hotel lobby and uh, the person who was working there at the hotel reception decided to remark on me based on my tattoos that i was a sex worker mm. now this wasn't a thought after comment this wasn't a, he must not have analyzed it very well and all those things this might have i mean i dare not use the word might this must have come from his unconscious bias where he relates tattoos with a sex worker or tattoos which is not normal for a girl mm-hmm. right so that is why he decided to comment on me that okay yeah you look like a sex worker and you won't come back at night so even in my tech uh, tech talk i talk about this thing that when i heard that i felt in the moment i felt like oh my god i just shouldn't exist on this planet the you know the i should just be dead or maybe i shouldn't have gotten gotten the tattoos and so many other negative things so this was just one example where you know the unconscious bias of a person had so much psychological impact on me mm. imagine doing that on a workplace so imagine uh, right now there is a movement going on linkedin where it is called #ingdin which is talking about people who are tattooed 
and how their perception of professionalism is being hampered. Mm. So now these are all unconscious bias working at the workplace where you decide to judge someone mm. based on how they are looking or how they are sounding. Mm. For example, I'll give you another example from my own training session. So this one time I'm walking into a room where people, I know that people who are sitting in the room for getting trained are elder than me. Mm. So I don't really consider that a big factor, but I need to be prepared because, you know, I'm from a collectivist society and ageism is a thing with us. We automatically associate age with maturity or age with knowledge. So that itself is diversity element and that itself, mm. you know, the unconscious mm. bias kicks in. Mm. So I walk in this room and this person who hired me, ironically, who paid for my accommodation, travel and everything without knowing how, how old I am, let's say, <laughs> uh, is like introducing me and uh, a very clear voice comes out and says that, oh, now she is going to teach us how to handle our business. <laughs> so that again, wasn't the thought after co yeah. comment. So mm. unconscious bias shows up like this when you're judging someone without taking a moment to uh, understand the value they have to bring on the table. Mm. And it can be very, very detrimental mm. in terms of, mm. you know, the psychological impact it has on people. Mm. People, uh, for example, if I, you know, talk from research, the unconscious bias can lead to, you know, mm. lack of um, self-confidence, especially mm. when it comes to women, the comments like, oh, you're smarter for a woman or, oh my God, you don't dress like women. Oh my God, you're not into makeup like other women are. So these are all comments which mm. sound like compliment, mm. but are serious unconscious bias statements mm. where we are comparing one woman with another and comparing one woman with our own idea of how a competent woman looks like, which is all very negative. It can hamper people's uh, productivity. For example, if I, you know, show up and tell you, oh, you're working in Ramadan. Why shouldn't I? Mm. I mean, it will have an impact on you will make me feel that mm. if I'm working in Ramadan, maybe it is wrong because I obviously cannot question you. Mm. So it, yeah. it it does have impact on several aspects of how mm. people show up at work. Mm. Uh, so, yeah. I think, I think you, you touch a very important point. Two words I picked up from your conversation. One is feel and the other is productivity. I always believe this come by hand in hand because the way you feel, um, your emotions, your feelings always result in your behaviors and behavior will result in your whole performance and the productivity. That's the equation I always believe and I always follow because as, as you really said, if you start comparing and criticizing people for whom they are and not accepting in your workplace and it's going to be a big, big, big damage. I, I, I totally agree with that. Fantastic. Thank you very much for sharing that particular product. Now, here's a question I'm going to ask you. You, you, you are a diversity trainer, right? And um, I like the fact the example you brought in and, and I, I went through the same process in, in some time back. Um, you know, people wanted to have me for a C-suit strategy session, but they say, I mean, you seem pretty young, so they don't want to have you because they might feel, yeah, that's okay. I'm, I'm good. That's okay. You, you pick someone else. So that, that, that will be there. So in terms of talking about this diversity, you, you have done some extensive research, what you said. You have read a lot of literature, um, the readings and writings. So how does this diversity training work in challenging unconscious biases? How does it work? 
thank you so much for that question, Shahi. Uh, definitely, uh, one thing is that uh, diversity training has different aspects. And when we talk about training, since you're also a trainer, you know that there are different mm. modes in which we indulge people for training. Yeah. So sometimes it is like our common friend one, you know, uses curiosity, uses creativity in training. You use Lego in training. One of the things I use is about the activity of privilege. So uh, what I do in training is that, um, you know, there are, I'll, I'll give you activity what I do in my training and that will, you know, will lead this to uh, how diversity training helps in identifying unconscious bias. So in one of my trainings, what happens that people, participants are given 15 cards. So there is a deck of 15 cards and all of those cards have one privilege written on it. Now, People don't know whether they are privileges, but I tell them that, okay, these are the statements. I don't use privilege word again, because like bias, privilege is one word people usually, you know, want to stay off from. And get so biased also I, after I, that. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Ironically, yes. So I don't use the word privilege and I tell them that, okay, these are 15 statements and uh, you can associate with some of these statements, but then mm. I go on to introduce that. Uh, for example, one of the... Um, most common statements I have is I have dress in my pocket. Mm -hmm. So that is a very common statement. But another is I can marry a person I want. Third is like I have the freedom to marry whomever I want. So these are some of the statements which are very common statements. And they are said, the participants are said to trade two statements in exchange of two. So for example, the, I'm, I'm again taking this uh, from the training session that women often take uh, the statement of I want pockets in my I have uh, pockets in my dress so that is one statement they want to trade everything for because most of the this is again see very small thing you will see you will not even notice that women most women the dresses they have don't have pockets in them and it's not like we don't carry things but if you notice all the dresses have dysfunctional pockets like they, they can't even hold a smartphone and a set of keys do you see standard tailored pants of women they don't have functional pockets why i have no idea so if you notice this is a very small thing but what happens when i give this uh, deck of um, you know cards to people it helps them take a flash oh my god i didn't know it was really it was this small i didn't even notice and this is how it helps them think that you know what, unconscious bias isn't a very huge, big thing that will show up and like damage your organization mm. in one day. This is how people understand that unconscious bias might be showing up in a very, very small thing. Maybe we have been doing that for ages now, mm. but that's how diversity training helps take them, you know, like a step back and see what are other things that are there in the workplace and we never noticed. So this is the privilege running, uh, training exercise is one of the ways diversity training helps in, uh, you know, raising awareness of the mm. unconscious bias we might have. Mm. Another is the discussion of pronouns. So one of the other things, again, it is very much about gender identity and sexuality and uh, other things. But in different forms and styles, diversity training, I believe, gives the opportunity to do two things. First, reflect on our own practices and notice whether any of the practices we have are biased. For example, if I'm seeing a person wearing a sari, mm. am I instinctively calling them ma'am or lady without first taking up you know, a stance that they might not identify as a woman? Mm. 
first was reflection. Second is it helps them strategize that, okay, if I have a bias, what are the potential things I can do? It raises curiosity. So first mm. thing is awareness that it raises, you know, awareness of taking a, a reflection, taking a moment to identify whether something mm. is biased. Mm. Second is it helps them strategize on how can I not do that or how can I challenge my unconscious bias? So these are two, two, two ways where actively diversity training helps people to, you know, manage their unconscious bias. And and these are very simple. Now you, you, you raise my awareness, like why they don't have words. <laughs> Now yes. you let my curiosity. Now I'm going to search about it. I'm going to ask, especially the brand, personal branding people, right? Those who dress, um, you know, we should ask them. I have two wonderful connections. Let me ask and I'll, I'll come back to you, Pasha, on that because it's, it's a really Definitely. important thing, like why they don't have pockets on their pants. Fantastic. Amazing. Thank you very much for you know, raising so much of information. Now you said about awareness, awareness, awareness. Now, since a lot of people aren't aware, what are common pitfalls while executing this diversity training, you know, and how we come become, you know, a barrier in creating inclusion workplace. Now, this is quite important because all the organization, I don't know, I see a lot of social media, especially on LinkedIn, people are talking about diversity, inclusion, we are an inclusive workplace, we are a diverse workplace, but what is this particular barrier uh, which is going to create? How do you, you know, <laughs> go through these pitfalls? What do you think? Yeah, thank you so much for that question. And I'm so happy for, you know, that you took the question because a few days ago, I made a post on LinkedIn about how people think diversity training works. So even in my TEDx talk, I talk about the same thing that people expect this diversity training to be the magic wand of Harry Potter. They're like, oh, oh and that's it's like magic is done. You are all inclusive. Mm. So it doesn't really work that way. So yeah. um, the first thing is, as you mentioned, that people aren't aware of how diversity training works or, um, you know, the first thing which I want to share and where people fail, the, obviously the first step is the place where people fail the most is not having proper investment. And why I said proper investment and what do I mean by that? Again, we often, when we say the use the word investment, we often think about the money. It's not always about the money. It is about the money, but money is just a component of it. First is the human resources you're talking about. If, for example, if I'm an organization, I'm organizing a diversity training session and I keep it on a Saturday, mm. that's a bad investment. Mm. You need to give a window to people to be voluntarily acting on things they are talking about. So human resources is first thing that you give them window that, okay, you know what? We have a diversity training. You are dedicating time from their working hours to help them learn something. You don't keep it on a Sunday and a Saturday or a holiday and then expect them to join in. Oh, our people are on holiday right now. We'll organize diversity training and then we'll, we'll, we'll be, we are doing good. I mean, we are doing peace on people if they're not joining. So that's not working. That's definitely not working. Mm. So that is on the human resources investment that we need to be very conscious of how we are, uh, you know, presenting it with people. Mm. Second mm. is obviously financial, that if you are going to, you know, hire a diversity trainer and you are like paying them 2000 Indian rupees, they are going to deliver you the value of 2000 Indian rupees. And now, first of all, it is derogatory to, you know, uh, ask people to do it for free, which mm. most of the people expect us to do. <laughs> but second, if you're investing in diversity trainer, so again, the financial thing comes up that people are like, okay, you come in, 
you deliver a session, one session, and that's it. That's again a poor investment. Just, just, just to tick, tick the box, right? Sure. We are done with uh, it. Yes, we are done. I mean, we did it. So that kind of thing. So it is dangerous. So having poor investment, so these are two aspects which I covered, you know, human resources investment and financial investment. If you don't do proper investment, as in if you don't help your employees manage their time uh, and then indulge in diversity training, or if you, you know, hire a trainer and give them one session, mm. done and dusted kind of session, it mm. is going to backfire like no tomorrow. A lot of research is present which talks about how diversity training can be a double-edged sword if mm. not used. And most of them also talk about that how poorly structured diversity training has the most negative impact on the mm. workplace. Because mm. people start, for example, let's say, I'll, I'll give you another short story here. I come in your organization and I tell you, Azim, you know what? I'm going to give you a gender diversity training and tell you how to be more mindful around women. I don't tell you why we are doing it. I don't mm. tell you what problems we faced in our organization and that's why we are going to remedy it. I don't tell you what we are planning to achieve with this diversity training. You know what you're going to think? You're going to think that, oh my God, my organization thinks that I am biased. They are not going to take it as a um, you know, upskilling thing. They are going to take it as backlash. Oh my God, my organization thinks I'm biased. Oh my God. That's what happens when you do a poor investment in diversity training. So that's one thing. And Pashiri, can, can I stop you yeah. there? Right? Let's, let's sure, imagine sure. something happens like that. Like they huh. feel like, okay, they, you know, we are, we are being cornered. We have been really, you know, not, huh. what would be the impact after that on the productivity? What, how the relationship is going to be? The, the relationship is going to be exactly opposite of what you intended. For example, I and you work together in an organization. Our manager decided to bring in a mm. trainer and train you for inclusion. That, okay, you know what, Azim? You need to be really inclusive of women mm. at workplace. You mm. know what you'll start doing after that? You'll start cornering me. Mm. You'll start making snarky comments. There are ample research and discussion which says that after poorly structured diversity training, people demonstrated more biased behavior. Mm. For example, you'll start clubbing with other boys that ah, they got gender diversity, they got training for us as if we don't know how to behave. You'll start behaving, you'll start making snarky comments, you'll start saying that I am privileged, that oh my God, you got a training dedicated mm. for you. Are mm. you feeling more comfortable at work now? These are very common statements that pop up after gender diversity training, if not framed properly. And let's not talk about productivity, because obviously you'll start, you know, harboring negative sentiments for your organization, because, you know, emotional connect with organization yeah. is very, very important when mm. we talk about productivity. Mm. The moment I'm thinking that, oh, my God, my organization thinks that I'm biased. My organization has negative uh, judgment of me. My organization doesn't mm. trust me with my attitude. Mm. That's there. You are done. You are simply done. You are disconnected with your organization there. So Fantastic. obviously productivity will go down. Fantastic. So, Fantastic. Really, 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 really important points over there. I think it's not just about investing on diversity training or inclusive training, whatever it is. There are much more. It's not just organizing, just bringing the down trainer. It's. I think mm -hmm. there is a prerequisite. You need to follow up before the training certain things. And, you know, there are things which you need. This is what I understood. I think our audience got <laughs> the same thing, right? So, Paji, exactly. I think we are, we are coming in a little bit of an end of our conversation. It has been really quite interesting. Here's my last question for you, because I want to, my, my audience will take away certain things from you. So, um, what are some tips 
you can give our audience um, to bring this awareness about diversity, inclusion, you know, uh, equity in the workplace? What do you think? Uh, thank you so much for that question. Uh, and I have three quick tips for anyone. You're a manager, you're an employee, you just joined, you have been working for 50 years, you are in hospitality and tourism, you are in corporate, you are not in corporate mm. yourself, you know, solopreneur, whatever you are, whoever you are, wherever you are. These three tips are going to work for you like magic. Again, I am daring to use the word magic, but yes, it will. First, don't expect yourself to be perfect. Even if you, you know, attended diversity training, you have been learning about it mm. for so long. Do not expect perfection from yourself. Mm. But yes, do expect humility. If you commit a mistake, be very open about it and talk to people that, okay, you know what? I pronounced your name wrong. I'm sorry. I forgot that you, you don't use this pronoun or, you know, something like that. Don't expect perfection from yourself. That's first thing that, okay, you be ready to make mistakes. Mm. Second, take a pause. I am a very, very big advocate of taking a pause. And this is one strategy I recommend everyone everywhere that before you say something out loud, take a pause and reflect whether you, why you are saying it. Is it productive? My, I mean, do you want to help someone? Is it a compliment or you think it is a compliment? For example, someone told me that, you know, when I cut my trim, you know, hair short, when I trimmed my hair short, they told me, oh my God, you know, uh, long hair look better on you. And I'm like, thank you. So yes, that was a comment. That was a good comment. I, I took a moment and I, I digested it. Second is that second person showed up to me and said, oh my God, you got a boy cut hair. Oh my God. No, mm -hmm. that wasn't a compliment. And maybe if that person would have taken a pause and reflected that that wasn't a comment, you know, that wasn't a compliment, they would themselves realize that, okay, you know what? I'm bullshitting. I'm probably bullshitting. I shouldn't mm. be saying that. So that is the second strategy I recommend to people after um, the first that, okay, be ready to make mistakes. Don't expect perfection. Mm. Second is take a pause. And third is be curious, not predictive. If you look at a person and they are wearing sari high heels and everything, don't be, don't, don't be predictive that they are. Don't lazy. judge. Don't, are, judge. Yeah, don't, don't judge. Them. Yes, don't judge. Be curious. Ask them, okay, hi, how can I help you? Or hi, what pronouns do you prefer? Or hi, can I use this pronoun? Or be curious, everyone today is ready to tell you about themselves. It's not yeah. that people are going to be fiery. Oh my mm -hmm. God, how dare you ask me my pronouns? No mm -hmm. one is going to do that. People will help you know about themselves. Mm -hmm. But yes, you meet a person, you're like, hello, sir, how are you? How do you know that they use that pronoun? They don't, <laughs> they might not. Yeah. So yes, let's be curious about people rather than being predictive. The three tips are, Mistake. Be aware that, okay, yes, be aware, be ready to make mistakes. Second is take a pause and, you know, reflect on what you're going to say. And third is be curious rather than being uh, Fantastic, fantastic. I, I hear a lot of self-awareness coming here, right? Uh, you know, think, pause, think what you want to talk and be curious what makes, you know. So it's really important that, you know, you really connected to my per perfect area also, emotional intelligence, I think. I think that's that's why I always advocate in terms of emotional intelligence, why it's important to have as a basic need, basic uh, skill, because these are all connecting to the topic what we're talking about. When we are definitely, aware about definitely. the other person, that unconscious biasness will always go out and it can create a huge impact because the organization are now talking about relationship, collaboration, teamwork, right? And, and compassion, empathy. 
So everything is, it's about a human and we are, why we have to differentiate and separate ourselves, like women, men, you know, short hair, long hair, you know, it doesn't mean as far as, as we are as a human being, we are connected with emotion. It's about how we get together and, you know, drive towards our common objective. So that's my key takeaway, uh, Pashi, today. So that's the time that we have, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it has been a wonderful conversation. I know this conversation is... 30 minutes is not enough. It's a, it's a big, huge, what we want to give, bring that awareness. So you can get connected to Apache uh, through her social media network. She's very active on LinkedIn. I, I advise you guys to please go and check her YouTube channel, um, uh, the TED Talk. So I'm going to put everything on the podcast note so you can just click and it will get divert and at the same time you can uh, log on to the website www.worldwomantourism.com to check what are some of her works what she does and I think plenty of research is available and she's doing a fantastic job so Paji thank you very much for your valuable time uh, spending with me to talk this important topic and together inspiring people to bring awareness about this unconscious bias because we are human beings. So thank you very much. Thank you so much, Azim. I, I really hope people take some takeaways and uh, connect with me on LinkedIn. See you around. Thank you for tuning in to this episode, EI Cafe with Azim. We are sure, do hope you enjoyed it. If you have any questions, please do reach out to me. If you haven't subscribed to the show, don't forget to subscribe to the show, which is available in all major podcast platforms, so you're notified when a new episode is posted. Please do rate, review, and leave a comment and share with your friends. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you're leaving some great things that can help you in your life every day please do follow me on social media m azim sahir and do write to us what topic and from whom do you want to hear we will try to get them for you till i meet you on another episode checking out of the cafe my name is azim sahir